Hi folks, welcome again to another episode of Pro Football in the 1970s. I'm your host, Joe Zagorski. Now, thanks to the Sports History Network, a signed copy of my new book, The 2003-Yard Odyssey, The Juice, The Electric Company, and an Epic Run for a Record, will be given away to one lucky fan. It's all about the 1973 Buffalo Bills. Please check out the Sports History Network online for details on how you can win a free copy of my new book on the 1973 Buffalo Bill. Thanks a lot for listening in to today's episode, folks. Look forward to chatting with you again soon in the future. Take care. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, in part two of the best NFL teams of the 1970s, we're going to discuss the number six team. Last week, we discussed the number seven team, which was the Washington Redskins. Today, we're going to discuss the Los Angeles Rams. The 1970 Rams were 8-3-1 going into week 13. But they needed to win their last two games to make the playoffs. A 28-23 loss to the Lions in the next-to-last game of the season did them in. As they finished the season at 9-4-1 and and missed the playoffs. Offense tackle Charlie Cohen, defensive end Deacon Jones, and defensive tackle Merlin Olsen made the Pro Bowl. Olsen also made All-Pro. After coaching the Rams for five seasons and compiling an impressive 49 17 and 4 regular season record. George Allen was dismissed and replaced by Tommy Prothro. The change of coaches didn't pay off as the Rams finished the 1971 season with eight wins, five losses, and one tie. Running back Willie Ellison, rookie linebacker Isaiah Robertson, and Merlin Olsen made the Pro Bowl. Robertson also was voted Rookie of the Year. Things only got worse in 1972 as the team finished with six wins, seven losses, and one tie. Their first losing season since 1965. And Coach Prothrow was sent packing. Merlin Olsen, defensive end Coy Bacon, and punter Dave Chappell made the Pro Bowl. Chuck Knox was hired to coach the 1973 Rams. The team gained almost 3,000 yards rushing on the season, and the media began referring to them as Brown Chuck. The Rams finished the season with 12 wins and only two losses their best record in team history. They traveled to Dallas to face the 10-4 Cowboys in the playoffs. 
LA had defeated Dallas earlier in the season, 37-31, but they scored only 16 points this time, and the Cowboys scored 27. Just like that, an outstanding season was over. New quarterback John Hadle made the Pro Bowl, along with receiver Harold Jackson, running back Lawrence McCutcheon, fullback Jim Burleson, defensive end Jack Youngblood, defensive tackle Merlin Olson, and linebacker Isaiah Robertson. Hadle, Jackson, and Robertson also made All-Pro. Chuck Knox was voted Coach of the Year. After five weeks of the 1974 season, Rams had three wins and two losses. Quarterback John Hadle got most of the blame pointed at him, and the Rams traded him to the Packers. Hadle was replaced by James Harris, and the team won seven of their next nine games to finish the season 10-4. and four. Their playoff game would be at home against the Redskins, whom they had just lost to 13 days earlier. The result was different this time as the Rams came away with their first postseason victory since 1951. Next up was a trip to Minnesota and a chance to play in the Super Bowl. But the Vikings won 14-10 and the season was over. James Harris, Lawrence McCutcheon, Tom Mack, Isaiah Robertson, Merlin Olson, and Jack Youngblood made the Pro Bowl. Youngblood also made All-Pro. 1975 was another great season for the Rams as they went 12-2 and allowed just 32 points in their last six games. Then they easily defeated the Cardinals in the playoffs. L.A. was heavily favored to defeat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Even though Dallas had beaten them fairly easily in Week 1, 18-7. The Rams played their worst game of the season and were never in the game. Final score, Dallas 37, L.A. 7. Lawrence McCutcheon, Harold Jackson, Tom Mack, Fred Dreyer, Jack Reynolds, Isaiah Robertson, Merlin Olson, and Jack Youngblood made the Pro Bowl. Youngblood also made All-Pro again and was voted Defensive Player of the Year. The 1976 Rams finished the season at 10-3-1 and, and had one of their best games in team history and a Week 13 win over the Atlanta Falcons winning 59-0. They traveled to Dallas for the playoffs and defeated the Cowboys 14-12. They would travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings in the NFC Championship, and they lost their chance to play in the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. Final score, Vikings 24, Rams 13. A big part of the problem with this 1976 team is that they couldn't seem to decide on a quarterback. Ron Jaworski started two games, James Harris started five games, and Pat Hayden started nine games. Lawrence McCutcheon, receiver Ron Jesse, defensive tackle Larry Brooks, 
Center, Rich Saul. Defensive back, Monty Jackson. Linebacker, Isaiah Robertson. And Jack Youngblood made the Pro Bowl. Robertson, Youngblood, and Monty Jackson also made All-Pro. To add to the quarterback controversy in 1977, James Harris and Ron Jaworski were traded and an aging Joe Namath was brought in to save the day. After starting four games, it was obvious Namath didn't have it anymore, and Pat Hayden took over. Despite the quarterback issue, it was another great regular season for the Rams, as they won 10 and lost 4. But they lost the playoff game to the Vikings on a rain-soaked LA Memorial Coliseum field. This was the fourth time LA played Minnesota in the postseason, and the fourth time they lost. The loss would cost Chuck Knox his job. Pat Hayden, Lawrence McCutcheon, Harold Jackson, Isaiah Robertson, Jack Youngblood, Larry Brooks, and Rich Saul made the Pro Bowl. The 1978 season started with a new head coach, Ray Malavasi. After seven weeks of play, the Rams had yet to lose a game. They won five of their next nine to finish the regular season 12-4. and four. There wasn't a quarterback controversy for once as Pat Hayden started all 16 games. The Rams finally beat the Vikings in the playoffs, 34-10. For the fourth time in the last five years, the Rams were one game away from a trip to the Super Bowl. But they lost again, this time to Dallas, 28-0. Kicker Frank Corral, Jack Youngbud, Larry Brooks, defensive tackle Cody Jones, and defensive backs Rod Perry and Pat Thomas made the Pro Bowl. Youngbud made All-Pro again. The Rams received much more devastating news three months after their devastating loss to the Cowboys. Team owner Carol Rosenblum died in what was ruled an accidental drowning. A week 11 loss to the Bears gave the Rams a 5-6 record, and the playoffs seemed out of reach. Backup Vince Farragamo took over at quarterback, and the Rams won four of their next five games. Playing in a weak division made their 9-7 record good enough for first place. They traveled to Dallas to meet the Cowboys in the playoffs. The two teams had met in Week 7, and the Cowboys won 30-6. Dallas was heavily favored to beat L.A. in the playoff game, but the Rams pulled off a big upset, winning 21-19. The Rams would defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game 9-0. How ironic that after all the great seasons the Rams had, they would finally reach the Super Bowl in a season where they finished the regular season only one game over 500. The Rams played well in the Super Bowl, but lost to the Steelers 31-19. Only Jack Youngbud and Larry Burks made the Pro Bowl, but they also made All-Pro. 
So here's the bottom line. The regular season record for the Rams during the 1970s was 99 wins, 42 losses, and 3 ties. Their postseason record, 6 wins, 7 losses. They had 7 division titles. They had 1 NFC title, but they did not win any Super Bowls. Okay, join me again next week when we will go to the number 5 team of the 1970s, NFL football. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history, but as far as I'm concerned, we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment, you know that. Can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website, but we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sportshistorynetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you gotta do, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.